Welcome to Jury Duty, I'm your host, Chris Terracone. Season 8 of Jury Duty explores the trial of Alex Murdoch, a member of one of the most powerful families in South Carolina who is accused of murdering his son Paul and his wife Maggie with the purpose of covering up a myriad of alleged crimes including fraud and homicide. In our last episode, we began our look at the testimony of Lieutenant Britt Dove, the SLED expert in digital forensics who examined the victims and the defendant's cell phones. In this installment, we continue our look at the prosecution's direct examination of Lieutenant Dove. That's all coming up right after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It is mid-afternoon on Tuesday, January 31st, 2023, the fifth day of the Alex Murdoch murder trial. After inviting Lieutenant Britt Dove to explain his analysis of the Murdoch cell phones, Prosecutor John Conrad asks the witness some basic questions to help clarify the process for the jury. Lieutenant Dove, when you do a phone extraction, uh, are you altering the data that you're pulling off the phone in any significant way? And no, sir, we're not. And how do you tell that? How can you how can you know that for sure? For example, if we use a phone, you use Gray Key to do the extraction on it, it'll produce a report, and then the report will tell us if it was successfully pulling it. It also will give us an MD5 hash value at the end, which is a mathematical algorithm that goes through and computes a very long number with letters and numbers. We can then take the extraction and run our own hash against it for an MD5 and compare it with another tool to make sure those two numbers match and that, that means that no data has been altered. Uh, and have you performed these MD5 comparisons for the three phones we're going to talk about today? Yes, sir. And you're confident in telling this jury that nothing you did, significantly any of the data, what you're going to tell them about today? Correct. Um, let me ask you real quick, what is a Faraday bag? A Faraday bag is a bag that's used to put items in that can receive cell phone, Bluetooth connections, Wi-Fi connections. GPS things. It helps to block those items from being received on the device. And are there other ways to block a cell phone from receiving those types of signals? Yes, sir. And what are some of those ways? You can also place the phone in airplane mode. In airplane mode, when you set your phone to that, you will not be able to receive any Wi-Fi connectivity or cell phone connectivity from the cell towers. You can also remove the SIM card. It's another way of ensuring that you're not receiving those things. The difference in airplane mode versus a Faraday bag is the phone will still be able to receive GPS coordinates. And what danger are we concerned about when we talk about putting a phone in a Faraday bag or in airplane mode? That somebody can wipe the phone remotely. And specifically when you say somebody, who? Anybody that would have, take an iPhone for instance, if somebody knows a user's iCloud name, and password, they could get on, say the iPhone is lost or stolen, and it will wipe that phone. And so if somebody has to have the Apple credentials, if it's an iPhone, it would have to be that person too, who could wipe that phone remotely, correct? Yes, sir, that's correct. 
is there a way for someone to remotely alter the phone in any way short than just a full wipe? You could do it by connecting a phone and doing an iCloud backup, for instance, with an iPhone. And then you would have to go through and remove whatever you wanted to. And then you would restore that phone to the previous iCloud backup you did. And then that way the phone would only go back to that previous state, and that's what it would show you. But is there a way to remotely, other than the process you just talked about, is there a way to remotely access a phone and, say, alter a call log, for instance? No, sir, not that I'm aware of. Or any other piece of singular data on a phone, is there a way to alter it remotely? No, sir, not that I'm aware of. And in terms of policy for SLED, is a SLED policy to collect phones and put them in Faraday bag? No, sir. Is there a SLED policy that governs how to collect cell phones from a crime scene or elsewhere? Or from elsewhere? The manual for evidence collection through the forensic lab discusses taking a phone and placing it into airplane mode if available and removing the SIM card. All right. Let's, let's talk about time real quick. How does a cell phone time, how is it set? The cell time phone, you see on a cell phone, how is it set? Cell phone time is set through the provider. Most of the times the phones will come default. They, they will auto set to whatever time zone you're in along with your provider, whether it be T-Mobile, Verizon, it sets through their servers. That way they know how to build people, and they can also check it for usage time, too. Um, and is a cell phone kind of like a, a, my oven where I set the time, and a year later it's like 10 minutes off? No, sir, not usually, unless you went in and removed the auto times on it. But then you would see traces of that when you look at it, that somebody's changed the time zone. It will go back to the original time zone, whereas if... You drove from South Carolina to Alabama, for instance. Right after you cross that state line within a minute, your phone's going to update to that current time zone, which is an hour behind us automatically. So when we compare two phones and we compare events on two different phones that occur you know, either at the same or similar times, are those time references uh, the same? Yes. How are those time references synced? They're synced through the server. Each phone's going to be synced through the server individually. And then when you look at them, you can see what time zone they were set in, along with the reports, along with looking to see. And then you can always confirm if you needed to through, like, call detail records or something else if you want to go another step into validating the call logs versus what it's seeing from the cell phone provider. I'm going to show you. It's, it's in evidence. It states Exhibit 204. And I'm going to ask you if you recognize that, sir. Yes, sir, I do. What is that item? This is an iPhone that we received in Case 7021-0204 was item one that, went after being processed, belonged to Maggie Murdoch. Okay. And you received that phone. you recall when you received that phone? I would have to check my notes on the actual date. I believe it was June of 2021. I received the phone from our evidence intake at SLED. And what did you do when you first received the phone and you went to examine it? When I received the phone, I returned to our unit where our evidence vault is held. I logged the item in to evidence. One of the processes we have when we log items in is we take photos of the item as it comes in. If it's got a cracked screen to it, we'll photograph that. If it doesn't have it, we'll photograph that. Once the item then is photographed, we'll go through, we'll process the phone as far as for evidence where We'll go in, we'll look at the phone, we'll pull the SIM card out if it hadn't been pulled out, we'll check the IMEI number, we'll log it into our system, we'll place stickers on the phone and on the bag to itself. Once that's done, then we'll take it to our evidence vault and sign it into a shelf on our evidence vault. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Prosecutor Conrad next pivots from asking general questions about his analytical process to questioning Lieutenant Dove about his analysis of Maggie Murdoch's phone specifically. I'm going to show you what's been marked as State's Exhibit 277. Do you recognize that, sir? Yes, sir. This is a photo I took when I examined this item. And that item being? Item 1, the iPhone belonging to Maggie Murdoch. Okay. What is this picture of? This is a picture of her settings on her iPhone. I opened the settings. I went in and pulled up. It shows the name of Maggie Murdoch has been entered as a name for the phone. It also shows that the phone has been placed in airplane mode, that the Wi-Fi connection is off, Bluetooth connection is on, cell connection is placed in airplane mode. Okay. Uh, so this is, in, this is a picture you took, correct? Yes, sir, it is. Uh, and did you alter any of these settings yourself? No, sir. Access this phone? No, sir, I did not. Uh, and we see the phone, phone's in airplane mode, correct? Yes, sir. And is that the condition you received the phone? Yes, sir, it is. And was it, do you recall if it was powered off when you received it? It was powered on when I received it. Uh, but it was in airplane mode, correct? Yes, sir. I'm going to show you States Exhibit 276. Do you recognize that, sir? Yes, sir, I do. And is that a picture you took? Yes, sir, it is. It's one I took during our examination of the phone. All right. And that's, again, Maggie's phone? Yes, sir, it is. All right. Briefly, what is, what is that picture of? This is a picture of one of the screens on the phone that showed the different apps on there. It also shows on there that there has been notifications received to those apps, such as CVS Pharmacy. It shows the little number one there that has been received a notification to that app. All right. And when... You see a notification there. Uh, what does that mean to you? What does that tell you? That they have been, one, that they had their notifications turned on. Because if you go through and set your apps not to notify you, then you won't receive them or see them. That a notification has been turned on for that CVS app, for instance, and that she has received a notification on there. I'm going to show you it's been marked as States Exhibit 275. And do you recognize that? For yes, sir, I do. What is that? This is the location service from Maggie Murdoch's phone. During my examination, I pulled this up, and it shows whether 
apps and different things if one location service was turned on but then two if it was always running if it was only while the app was being used or it was set to never okay can you read that lieutenant up on the screen yes sir i can right. and at the top what is that what do we see there at the top of it on the left hand side you see the time of 12 30 um, with a little triangle next to it for location services then on the right-hand side, you see the little airplane to indicate the phone's in airplane mode. Then you see the battery, and it's hard to tell on the screen, but I believe it's yellow, it looks like, on there, that it's a low battery. Then it's the location services. It shows that location services are turned on. Then it goes down through several different apps, not all of them, but then shows like AccuWeather is set to never record locations. you got Amazon, Alexa. This always, the App Store, only while using the app, um, the Apple Store while using the app, Apple Watch Faces while using, Apple Watch Workout while using, and BCBS Toolkit while using. So these are user uh, settings that presumably the owner of the phone would have set, correct? Yes, sir. Majority of the time when you add a new app to your phone, it asks you do you want to allow location services. Do you want to allow it all the times, only while using the app, or never? You can also go into your own settings and change those location services. And for most of these uh, apps we see on here, it seems to say that uh, location services only be used while using. What, what does while using mean? It indicates when you pull the app up and the app is in use, that that's when it's recording the location that you're at. Um, whether it's running in the background or you pull it up and then close it completely out. So if no one is actively using a particular app, the phone's not going to record location data, correct? Correct for that app, yes, sir. For those settings where it says uh, while using, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. I'm going to approach and show you Exhibit 278. Recognize that, sir? Yes, sir, I do. And what is that? This is a picture of Maggie Murdoch's phone I took while I was doing the examination of it, and it shows the recent call log. And this is the recent call log from... Maggie Murdoch's phone, correct? Yes, are correct. We see some entries that are red and some are black. What does that mean? The red entries on there indicate missed calls, calls that have been received by the phone but were not answered. Um, and we see uh, the word Alex followed by a numeral five. What does that mean? That would indicate the phone is recorded that there were five missed calls from the person identified as Alex in that contact list. And in addition, we see a missed call from Buster, correct? Yes, sir, correct. And two missed calls from John Marlin, is that correct? Yes, sir, that's correct. And can we see the times or dates on this screen right now? It shows the date on there um, as far as the day of the week. It does not show you the calendar date or the times. Finally, I'm going to show you Exhibit 279. Do you recognize this? Yes, sir, I do. What is that? This is a photo of Maggie Murdoch's phone. When I was doing the examination, one of the other things I did was open the messages to look at it and take a photo of that. Uh, and that's a picture you took, correct? Yes, sir, I took that photo. And this is uh, those recent messages from Maggie, correct? Yes, sir, it is. What types of messages would show up in this, in this inbox? In this inbox, you would receive SMS messages, a regular text message, and also MMS messages which ones may, may also have a photo attached to them, would show up. Right. And I see uh, to the left of most of these a dot. 
What does that dot indicate? That dot indicates messages that have not been read or opened. So after you took those processing pictures of Maggie's phone, what did you do? I continued to process the phone. I took the gray key extraction I did with the phone. I ran it through Celebrite Physical Analyzer, went through it, looked for information relevant that may help the investigators also to see what kind of things were going on the day of June 7th, 2021. And then from there, after I finished that one, that's when I ran it, the extraction through Axon to try to see if I could validate what I was seeing. You mentioned it, but this was a full physical extraction on Maggie's phone? It was a full file system extraction. Okay. Well, file system. And you process it in Cellbrite? Yes, sir. And does Cellbrite produce a full file system report? Yes, sir, it will. All right. And what? explain to the jury what that is and what it, what it does. A full file system report from Cellbrite is going to have everything that it can decode and then put in a readable format for you. It's going to give you things like your health database stuff, like to show you your steps that you're taking, your calls that you've made or missed or received, your emails, your text messages. It's going to tell you if you connect to a Bluetooth device. It's going to tell you if you went and were in a certain area and you have geolocation information, such as GPS information. It's also going to tell you if you have mobile payments in there where you can look and see what cards you had in your mobile payments, um, just to name a few. It will pull thousands of pages of information if you ran a full one and pulled it. It will also give you the configurations of apps. also give you the databases, too, in that report. Okay. Uh, and you just mentioned it, but a, a full Cellbrite report is rather large, correct? Yes, sir. Depending on the size of the phone and how much information is on the phone, I have seen them run over 148 gigs in size for one report. What is a gig? A gig is a measurement that is used for data. Um, most phones nowadays, when you get them, are going to go 64 gigs. Um, it's your smaller end, and they go up from there to 128 or 256 or even a terabyte now. Um, it's how much data it'll hold. And phones, let's say just new models, that the phones that Apple's selling, what, how, what's a common size that's sold by Apple today? Most of the time, people will acquire a 126 or 128 um, gig size. Then the next size up is the 256. This full full size Celebrite report that you produced uh, for Maggie's phone. Do you recall how how large it is? No, sir. Not the full file system. I don't. Right, but it's large, correct? Yes, sir. It's uh, if I remember correctly, it's probably about 68 gigs in total size. And if you wanted to print everything in that report, could you approximate how, how many pages it would take? No, sir. I, I would be venturing a guess. Um, looking at the timeline, for instance, in a report like that, you're probably talking about 9,000 pages just for the timeline section of that report. Prosecutor Conrad next asks Lieutenant Dove about some of the other tools that he used in order to extract and analyze information from Maggie's phone. I'm going to show you a box. I think the markers on the inside, so you might need to open it up, but it's a State's Exhibit 280. And what is the contents of that box? The contents of this box is a portable, solid-state external hard drive. Uh, and is that something you've uh, had access to before? Yes, sir. And what did you do with that external hard drive? On this external hard drive, I provided a copy of the file system report from Celebrite, I placed it on this hard drive. And for whose phone? 
This is for Maggie Murdoch's fund. Uh, and you estimated it was in the neighborhood of about 60 gigabytes, is that correct? Yes, sir. Right. Plus or minus? Yes, sir. It could be plus, I, I mean, probably plus that. And that represents the full file system uh, that you pulled off of Maggie's phone, is that correct? Yes, sir, in a report format. And the phone's in evidence sitting right there in front of you. Uh, is there any significant difference in the data that's contained on that phone and contained on that hard drive other than the, the ability to access it? That's the only difference. Prosecutor Conrad successfully moves for the hard drive to be entered into evidence. All right. Lieutenant Dove, we just talked about uh, if we printed all that, it would be thousands of pages, correct? Yes, sir. And so uh, for today, uh, you've printed shorter reports that we can look at and discuss for Maggie's phone. Is that correct? Yes, sir, I did. Uh, but those reports are pulled from that full cell right report on that hard drive. Yes, sir. I'm going to show you something that's marked with State's Exhibit 281. And do you recognize that? Yes, sir, I do. What is that? This is a report, a Celebrite report from Maggie Murdoch's phone that was pulled just for call logs with a filter established for just June 5th, 2021 to June 7th, 2021 as parameters for this phone. And so those are call logs that were stored on Maggie's phone, is that correct? Yes, sir, they were. Um, and explain to the jury real quick, they heard from a Verizon representative this morning What's the difference between call logs stored on that phone and call logs that might be stored by a company like Verizon? When call logs are stored on the phone, um, one of the things on this report, for instance, it'll have network unknown. It's not pulling network information. So it doesn't matter whether you're using T-Mobile or Verizon for your phone. It's still going to pull the call logs. Even if you were to go and switch carriers from Verizon to T-Mobile, it would still pull the call logs from the database. One of the other things it'll do is it'll record times that the phone's receiving the call along with the amount of time that you spend on the call. It'll show if it was answered or missed uh, on there. Judge Clifton Newman interrupts Prosecutor Conrad as the time for the jury's mid-afternoon break has arrived. At this time, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to the jury room, we'll take a 15-minute break. And with that break, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, the trial of Alex Murdoch. Please join our next installment as we continue our look at the testimony of cell phone forensics expert Britt Dove. Also, check out the Crime Story podcast Night Raid, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created and produced by Carrie and Tholis. It was co-produced and edited by yours truly, Chris Terracone. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty.